hand him to the theater and the usher nods me in. They know me here. I descend down the staircase behind the movie screen that only select people know about. The door at the bottom opens and I walk in. The sound of movie spoilers fill the air. The barkeep has my drink ready and motions me to the back. The rest of the crew are here already. This is my type of place and these are my type of people. Join me as we discuss the inner secrets of cinema. Have a seat in the spoiler room. Yes, my friends, thank you for joining us once again in the spoiler room. And I was just inspired. I mean, last month I did 32 Godzilla films. I reviewed and watched them all. We reviewed and talked about last week, Godzilla, King of the Monsters. And so I'm kind of inspired by big monster films. So I decided, yeah, let's revisit a film I didn't quite think too highly of. And has has my opinion changed has aged helped me accept it and well tonight we're going to be looking at cloverfield from 2008 and i have a great person to discuss this film with me tonight it is the horror miser himself monty is back with us lamont hello sir welcome back from your trip on great britain how you doing tonight i'm doing fine had a great vacation enjoyed my time in london now we get to talk one of my favorite pound footage movies cloverfield Oh, this is going to be an interesting discussion. Uh, <laughs> so you like Cloverfield, do you? Oh, I love Cloverfield. I actually got the steel, uh, the steel box uh, DVD. I had that uh, as one of the first things I bought when it finally came out, and I bought the steel box version of it. Nice. Well, then, uh, if since uh, you do enjoy the film, I would love to hear your synopsis of Cloverfield. Well, basically, it's a found footage film. We see this guy. Uh, he's off to Japan, for, I guess, for some job. And all of a sudden, where all these nice 20-something-looking 20-year-olds are busy at the house party and wishing him good luck, an explosion happens. And next thing we know, a whole bunch of crap is taking place in New York. And they all find out that some type of monster is attacking New York. And all the while, while trying to escape, he has to go get the love of his life but she's at another part of the city. <laughs> and that's basically what the film is. We see them trying to avoid the monster and uh, the army's trying to attack them and he's trying to go and get his, uh, his love of his life all the while one of his best friends is filming everything. <laughs> so what is, what is it about this uh, film uh, that you enjoy that initially? I mean, you, you, do you enjoy the found footage genre? Some, yes. If mm -hmm. found footage is done right, then mm -hmm. you get Cloverfield. If it's done wrong, then you get found footage 3D. That's <laughs> <laughs> well put. Now, uh, why I said this is an interesting discussion. When I first watched this, I didn't quite care for the film. And re-watching it, I found a little bit more appreciation to it, but this is still a hard sell for me. But truth be told... Found footage in general for me has always been a tough sell. Mm. It, I, I, the genre, I just don't know. I guess for me, it's one of those things where, like you said, if done right, and here, I think I was looking for something a little bit different than what I got out of Cloverfield, which is why, I, you know, going into it, I'm like, okay, uh, what's this? You know, once I realized it is a monster film, I'll. Uh, and the parts we get with the monster are pretty cool. 
But I found myself doing the same thing many people did during the 2016 Godzilla film is I want to see that movie. I want to see what's going on up there, not here with these people who who are repeating lines and, and making some really, really dumb decisions of <laughs> which. OK, I'm a horror fan. I get it. People make dumb decisions in horror films. Don't get me wrong. Um, but for me, this film was a tough sell. Uh, I, I just would start to get into it and then we would get back to these characters. Um, you know, I did, did you like these characters, these 20 somethings in here, Lamont, or was it more of the story and, and the things going on around them that you liked? I, I think it was mainly a combination of both. I did like the characters. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, um, uh, the story was engaging because you know you see them trying to they're actually trying to get away from the monster not trying to go through it now of course this guy i can't remember his name uh he realizes that he he actually loves this girl and he has to go save her oh rob and, uh, uh, rob yeah rob, yeah. Yeah, rob mm -hmm. his name is rob yeah so he has to go and save her so i, I kind of get the gist of that now of course one of the problems with found footage films is that why are you constantly holding a camera and <laughs> filming everything when your ass should be running towards the other way? So you have to, and that's one of the problems found footage has, is because, you know, that was the only thing I got, the only thing I really didn't like is that you got his boy who's filming everything, you know, he's, you know which, which I, I think one of the reasons why I liked it because how it's set up decently, you know, you, we see we see them, uh, him, and his, him and his boy and, and his, his brother... And his boy, they all wish him well, and they film and everything. And we see that you know he slept together with his you know girl, but they had sex. And next thing you know, he feels guilty. Both feel guilty about it because you know they've been platonic friends for so long, and now realize that they actually love each other. Right. So I like how I liked it, how it's all set up. Mm -hmm. You know. So, but again, like I said, why are you holding the camera that long? See, and and that was that was my tough part. And unfortunately, you know, with found footage, that's one of the things where you got, and it's the problem I usually have with found footage. That's why I like it better if they bring it up like once, you know, uh, shoot everything. Like in REC, it kind of made sense. They were a news crew. He was yeah. a camera guy. I get it. And you, I'm sure you do too. When you film stuff and that, people who really like shooting stuff with video will continue to shoot it, you know, mm -hmm. but getting the line, you, you we've got to shoot everything. We got to document everything. I'm like, okay, I get it. But the girl that you really like is being attacked <laughs> by these little monsters that fell off the big monster. And mm -hmm. you're trying to wave it off with one hand and shoot Phil with the <laughs> other and i'm like all the whole time i'm just sitting there going dude put the fucking camera down <laughs> no that's one of the things i, I liked about uh in re, in in uh record and mm -hmm. um quarantine because since that was shot what you call you actually do see the camera and beat the the effective person yes. up with the camera so <laughs> I that, love that, that bit oh, that so that great. was good but then you know, he he's filming and he's not and it's like uh why don't you just take the camera and beat the crap out of that thing <laughs> now I do love TJ Miller and I totally forgot it was him in this mm -hmm. film because later on, you know, he'd go on and, and just is freaking hilarious in uh, the Deadpool, um, mm -hmm. you know, so I forgot it was a, a young him in this film. 
and uh, he was one of the more humorous parts of the movie. But it, you know, it was tough for me to really get into, especially because, and it, it's it's the issue that some of these other uh, you know found footage films have is. Um, I think the setup, I get what you're saying about the setup with the characters and I, I got it. I uh, thought that went a little too long with their setup. I'm like, w- we get who these people are fairly quickly, uh, you, you know, because they aren't exactly deep characters. You have kind of represented, like you said, you got the best bud, you got his brother, you know, you got the girl he really has loved for a long time, but is afraid to admit something, you know? So you kind of got that setup already and you get that, but it took a while to get to the monster thing, you know? Oh. And then once you do, like when I saw it on the, the big screen, problem I had was the shaky cam. I get it. It's found footage, mm-hmm. but for me, it was very distracting. Uh, but again, that happens with a, a good chunk of found footage. Now they're better now, especially because of the cameras, but also because I think people realize you don't want your audience motion sick. No. Um, you know, and some of the camera work I thought was good. Another part, I don't know. It, it just felt like, um, it, it was just a tough sell for me in general, I think with this film. Uh, but there were parts I liked. I liked the parts when you actually get to see the monster, which, uh, actually, I don't know if you've watched this film too recently, but I'm going to admit the CGI surprisingly holds up fairly well with the monster in this film. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I thought the yeah, they did a pretty good job with the with the CGI. It didn't look phony. No, it didn't. Right? Well, Even for 2008. Um and, yeah. and how'd you feel about the monster, the design? Because I when I watched it a second time, I realized we see a lot more monster than I of the monster than I thought we had when I first watched the film. Uh, yeah. what'd you think of this monster, the design it had? It's it's an interesting design. Um, I like the fact that they kept it hidden. They didn't show it all all at once until like midway through the second act of the film when we actually see the whole monster. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought it was scary looking. Uh, I love the design. It didn't look like any of the other kaiju monsters that we've seen before. I'm glad they didn't go that route. Uh, so I really liked the design of what they did with the monster. I liked how in the final act when we actually get to see his face we could see his little things bubbles when he's breathing up and down i thought that was <laughs> it looked weird but i thought that was nice yeah it, it felt at least an original design which was a, a nice mm-hmm. thing to see you, you you look at it and then i remember later on uh after the film came out they had released actual like full pictures of what it was supposed to look like mm-hmm. um and it is a freaking creepy feels uh, original monster design and and i liked that and and, you know for me though i just i wanted to see the film outside of these characters and i understand found footage was but i would love to see them do another version to where where you follow things from the outside a little more uh, godzilla like i guess uh, you know for me um because the characters in all honesty i didn't really care for too much uh (laughs) you know i though i get the irony that and a little bit of parallelism where the guy rob is going to japan which is famous for big monster films Uh and here you know i liked that connection a bit but yeah i i'm not you know i'm not 
I'm not sure what it is. You know, it, parts of me are saying I really should dig this film, and and there were little tidbits, but most part, I mean, we we get that part two, and I understand it's for the plot where you get it where they carpet bomb the the creature finally, and they're taken off in the helicopter. Uh-huh. And there's two or three helicopters in the area, but after he carpet bombs them, he goes after the one with the camera. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah, I don't know. You know, uh it 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 was interesting their approach to it. And I I mad props for them taking an original approach to a monster film because I think that well you've watched many a big monster film, I'm sure. Uh this oh, yeah. does do you think this does capture that spirit though? And and maybe how do you feel uh, that it would capture maybe that you are getting a true perspective of kind of what it would be like, say, if Godzilla was attacking a city because we really get only glimpses of that, but never to the extent we do here of a monster attacking the city, the perspective from the people. Uh, how do you feel they captured that? Do you think they, they captured at least that well, that it felt like, yeah, this is what it would look like from their perspective. Yeah. I, I think that's one of the things I thought about uh, when I was watching. First of all, I didn't even get any Godzilla thing like that. I just mm-hmm. felt as though say, wow, monster attacking, uh, <laughs> one of the largest cities in the country, sure. and uh, th- this is probably the reaction we would have if a true if we had a monster like Godzilla attack New York City. So I felt this. So this is original idea. This is actually pretty good. So I did enjoy that aspect of it, but not once to actually didn't even think about Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Godzilla, I was just more immense in the storyline and and how and how good the story was and how nice the film was. But I wasn't really thinking about Godzilla, though. (laughs) Well, I just meant uh, in the Godzilla films prior, we still never really got to see a like complete perspective from just a normal civilian of what happens Mm -hmm. around them when there's a monster in their city. And in here, Mm -hmm. uh, I felt they captured it well, and it almost made me wish that we watch a Godzilla film (laughs) from this perspective (laughs) as well, Um, and it'd be quite Mm -hmm. similar, though. Lamont, what is it with monsters or aliens? What do they got against, uh, you know, historical monuments and national monuments? Why are they always getting picked up? <laughs> because this... I, th- I think that. Go ahead. I think that's coming from the writer's perspective. Hey, let's let's have them blow up the White House, or let's have them uh, blow up um, Empire State Building and in Independence Day. You know, just the shock of seeing that is supposed to shock the audience. Yeah. You know, I think that's the reason why they do that. I mean, even in Independence Day, uh, the the resurgence, you know, they destroyed the uh, London Bridge. Yeah, London Bridge, and they dropped the <laughs> Eiffel Tower from the, the sky. And fun, but completely mm-hmm. ridiculous. So, yeah, I, I get that yeah. here, though. I, my son, uh, he watched Cloverfield with me. He didn't. He didn't quite care for it too much, but... Uh, he was like, I-, I thought the head of the Statue of Liberty was supposed to be bigger because it seemed after it got thrown, it was rather small. <laughs> and then it kind of <laughs> went to a different size later on when they were they were walking. Um, mm-hmm. You know, is, is there a character in particular that you really liked in here? You said you liked uh, the Rob character. Did you uh, was there any other character that, you know, that you know, out of this group that you actually felt like connected to or didn't want to see something bad happen to? Uh, uh, I think her name is Lizzie Chaplin. I liked her character. I thought 
I thought she was mm-hmm. nice. You know, oh, yeah. she was just yeah, she was just there. You know, I I think she was a friend of somebody else, but she just came to the party and poor poor DJ Billy. He, he was so dead on her. <laughs> that, that was actually funny. <laughs> that that was the, the better parts of the film was when he was trying to subtly like I like you type of thing, and she's just not having any of it. And, of it, and he was first. First, of all, he's doing a piss poor job of, of trying to talk to her. <laughs> but that made it so funny. I couldn't help but laugh at it. <laughs> it, it. It is one of the better parts. But that's T.J. Miller too, and his he he's just funny. He can be really uh-huh. funny like that. But yeah, I liked. I, I'm glad you brought her up because I liked her character too. And out of all these, I think out of all the people that we get, she feels the most real. Mm-hmm. In some respects, from her reaction to everybody around her, to especially the at reaction she has after we saw her after the first uh, attack uh, experience we get with the creature, where she's like in shock because she saw it eat mm-hmm. people. And yeah. yeah, out of all these characters, I think she feels the most well written, actually, um, out of them because. The rest, I'm sorry, dude. Uh, Rob, I understand he loves her, mm-hmm. but but you know, <laughs> I just you know, I'm like, you, 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 you think there's simply no way in the world he would have traveled that far on the other side of the city when there's a monster attack in the town to go save her? <laughs> it was, it was tough, it was it, it was just tough. I'm like, it, and I don't, you know, I don't think actually, you know, now that watching it again. It may not have been so much of that motivation as either the performance or just how he was written. I think mm-hmm. for me, it was just one of those where I was like, ah, I'm just not, you know, it feels like you're doing this because you feel a sense of duty, not that you you actually care for her. And, and you know, the rest of the people, I understand, T, uh, you know, his buddy HUD going with him, which, yeah. again, my son pointed out, HUD, that's what you look through. On a video camera, his yeah. name was Hut. I'm like, <laughs> I, I love my kids because they give me perspective. Like, you know what? I hadn't thought about that, but no, I, I actually did when I first when I first saw this case, Hut. Uh-huh. I says, Ooh, that's a nice play. <laughs> <laughs> Heads up display, Hud. <laughs> uh, well, it shows that, you that how. Go ahead. That, the only reason why I know that is because at the time I was playing uh, Metroid on. Um, my Wii, and <laughs> the first thing you do is you get the heads-up display. That's where I got the the HUD. The HUD. From. <laughs> nice, which excellent game, by the way. I, I love that game when you get into the first person. Uh, yeah, and this is this is what is found footage is supposed to put the audience in the experience that the people are having. Um, which one of my one of the better parts that I actually enjoyed was the scene on the bridge. With the brother, although again we get plot convenience in that he just happens to be a character we followed, and he happens to be in the right point in time to get squashed by a tail. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I like that scene. What do you think of the bridge scene where they're trying to evacuate people, and and uh, old good old uh, Rob's brother Jason buys it? Huh? What'd you feel about that setup? I mean, did you, did it feel natural? Did it, you know, or was it just a little too convenient or uh, do you not, is this one of those films where you're not supposed to really think that far into it? 
No, I, I, at the time I wasn't thinking that far into it, but I mm-hmm. thought the scene was nice because you didn't, because uh, because at the time you know that there's something, there's a monster there, but you don't know when it's going to attack. Mm-hmm. So they're on the bridge. He's trying to yell at them. All of a sudden, the bridge starts to shake, and we know something's happening. And all of a sudden, you see this tail just slam down. I'm like, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> just took him out. You're like, ah, oh, didn't expect that one to die first. Uh- <laughs> mm-hmm. So I actually thought it was a nice, a nice, a nice scene and how it was all set up. These could you didn't know what to expect, and to see that happen, I was like, "Damn!" Yeah, and so it, I, it, so I actually I enjoy I enjoyed that scene. That that let me know is that ah, this film's going to go go places. They're willing to do take those boundaries and go and actually kill some people off because that's basically what you expect when a monster is attacking the city. People want to die. Yeah. Oh no, I mean you you fully expect that and for sure. And I mean they set that up pretty good in the beginning. Uh when when well not the beginning, the when the monster attack finally starts happening. Um, which again mm-hmm. takes about 18 minutes, folks. So if you go into the film, you gotta wait about 18 minutes before this stuff starts happening. Uh <laughs> but uh you're right, people are gonna die and they do an excellent job of keeping Things of mystery, which is always scarier when you don't know truly what the you know what it fully looks like, how big it is, um, you know what exactly is it going to do. So there there is some fear built up there. But one of the things that I I caught this time around that I you know maybe it was because I was just watching it as a horror film and I, I was trying to get into it and the camera shaking was distracting me was it made me realize just how much of a uh, metaphor they were going for with a terrorist attack on mm-hmm. new york especially with the portrayal of the first of of the uh was it the chrysler building falling after when the uh, monster knocks it down and you see the cloud of smoke in that do you think that's what they were going for playing off of those images we saw from 9-11 uh if they were it was probably unintentional i don't i don't think that was their intention to mm-hmm. do that. Cause then again, a lot of people would have been pissed off about it. Sure. Uh, but I think that's just, just, just something that is supposed to happen when obviously he's going to destroy buildings. So you want sure. to see uh, that fall off. But I don't think their intention was to play off of anything off of nine 11. Not give that a uh, kind of feel again. Cause that no. I, maybe that was kind of the, cause she even, uh, she drops the line at one point. Is this another terrorist attack? Mm-hmm. And then, then we get to see the Chrysler building fall. And for me, I'm like, maybe it was just, they were just, that is like you said, they were trying to do the realistic portrayal of what happened exactly. and not necessarily now, try to call back to nine 11. Yeah. But now I, of course that line, of course you would expect someone to say that because mm-hmm. you, because right now you're not thinking about a monster. You thought, wait a minute. Oh man, don't tell me they're attacking us again. So right. That, that's good. So that's that's just be expected. Yeah, with expected. them being in with them being in New York, uh, definitely you could see someone asking that. Um, and then <laughs> they go to the bridge and, and they lose their brother, and then they go down to the subway. Which mad props to the civil engineers and the engineers who designed New York subways, because apparently, no matter how big the monster is above you. It will not collapse. <laughs> I was waiting for it to collapse, but we never get that. Uh, mm. But we do get the creatures, the little creatures that fall off 
the guys. And how would you feel about that aspect with the monster where it drops off these little ones? And I was just getting flashbacks to the Godzilla 98 film with the, the little, little Godzilla's out of eggs. But, um, would you, how'd you feel about with that aspect of it, of getting the little creatures to break off? Uh, did you think, uh, did you like that aspect of it? Do you think that, uh, it, it felt, you know, it didn't feel forced at all? No, it didn't feel forced at all. That's, that was something extra and how mm-hmm. I felt because all of a sudden you see next, you know, these creatures just falling off and they're attacking the army guys. And then we see them again. I said, Oh man, those are, this is decent. No, you got <laughs> to deal with them. I got to deal with these small ass creatures. <laughs> and, and, it, based on, and, and based on what we see later on, they're worse than the big one. They are worse than the big one because their bite ends up doing something. Unfortunately to our, the character that I yeah. really enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> unfortunately which you kind of knew what would happen when she got bit because you're like mm-hmm. okay you don't have someone get bit like that and live without something nasty going to happen to them later um, <laughs> and and it does uh later on we find out that the infected now my question was and maybe lamont you could maybe give some clarity to it uh is my son had the question too is now when they got bit did something come out of them, or did it just cause them to pop like a balloon? It it, it caused them to pop like a balloon. Okay, it is. Even, okay. even even though we don't see it, but we can see because uh, she's dopey. She's got blood in her eyes, and right. when they take her, when you take her in the back, when you can see the shot, you can see all of a sudden her body starts to expand, and boom, she blows. She literally just blows up. I I just was trying to make sure I didn't miss like something coming out of it. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, if that's how it may be reproduced or something, but um, because I, I was trying to figure out, okay, do they just die or is there actually something in them? But we're never around them long enough to really find out. But okay, so it is just them popping, which, I, yeah, you're right. I kind of dug the little ones uh, a bit more than than the uh, the big guy actually, and of course they did that to keep the feeling of danger i'm sure because he needed some aspect because otherwise they could have just <laughs> held out in the tunnels uh, mm-hmm. till everything blew over basically um and i guess the little ones did give them motivation to uh to move uh you know and so the rob finally <laughs> there is one of the more humorous parts uh that i did enjoy was the uh part with where they finally come upon rob's girlfriend's apartment and you Mm. find that it's leaning against another building (laughs) (laughs) and they're debating on whether or not to go in um (laughs) that scene it was it was a little bit far-fetched because they're debating to go in but you know rob he's 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 determined so they literally crawl on this whatchamacallit to go to the other side of the building they're scared shitless (laughs) It's scared shitless. <laughs> and he's still and, holding uh, the damn camera, though, Lamont. <laughs> and, and again, it's like I said, it's like, wait a minute. Then I said, this is getting a bit ridiculous. Now, I know this is a movie. And I know he's he's the eye for He's actually, you know, he's got a camera on him. So they got to show this. But then again, it's like, I would have put the camera down and, you know, do what I had to do and then pick the camera back up. <laughs> that, that's when that's when you, you you sometimes you do have to s- suspend belief and sometimes when you, because 
the average person is not going to keep holding the camera and film it while he's trying to cross over a very dangerous uh, platform that's unstable. <laughs> or, or just like earlier in the tunnel when they were being attacked by the little monsters, mm-hmm. you're not going to get attacked and keep holding the camera. You know, <laughs> this. I guess this is the part I guess I couldn't suspend. And I think that was the major problem I had with the film was that I... I just when I would maybe start to get into it and, and start to dis- suspend my disbelief, we get scenes like that or scenes like he's crawling up this sloped, leaning apartment building, but by God, he's holding on to the camera. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, dude, put it down, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, you know, this, this is not how quite this works. And you, you can put the camera down. It'll still record. Really honest. Mm-hmm. Really, You know, and then there's the whole thing too, though, with, and we've, we, we have this problems with other films, though, in that movie medical conditions are <laughs> far different than real life because... Oh, you got, you got that right. <laughs> because we do happen upon Beth, and what has happened to Beth Lamont? She's got a still rot stuck in her shoulder. <laughs> and not like grazed her shoulder or anything. This shit's through her, like, it's through her shoulder. Now, at least this time, they actually put the camera down. So <laughs> can pull out like right? I... So you don't, well, they don't film the part, so even though we hear her screaming because her that was very painful. But at last, well, I said, wow, finally, you actually put the damn camera down. <laughs> <laughs> it took him like an hour, but hey, he finally put the damn camera down <laughs> to get her, pull her off of the rebar, which... If anybody's thinking about it, you know, uh, you're not really supposed to pull those things out because you usually bleed out. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, because you because the one thing you don't know, you don't know if she's uh, if, if it struck any arteries in there, mm-hmm. um, if there's any broken bones. You know, that's why you have to leave it in and let the professionals do it, because at least that way they can actually do an X-ray and see what's going on, you know. But, you know, got to have a movie. <laughs> we we got to have that third act. And, you know, even though she's got a serious, like a a quarter-sized or larger hole through her, her shoulder, um, <laughs> she manages to crawl up the building, down the building with help, down the stairs, away from the monster, who just happens to be coming towards their building, mm-hmm. um, and makes it to the chopper, which, dude, I loved it when they ran across the military. Um, because the military here, we don't get to see them often, but would you say that they actually portray the military at least not as incompetent as we sometimes get in films like this? Oh yeah. Yeah. They, they were quite serious. Mm-hmm. They're quite it, serious. And they, and they didn't mince words because the guy says, yeah, all we say, we don't know, but all we know is that this thing is winning. Yeah. It's like, well, we, we, we were finding it, but we can't seem to hurt it. Yeah, he came out and just told them that, you know, hey, no, you, you know what? We're losing. Um, but I, I was like, I loved how they portrayed the soldiers. Great. They, they aren't incompetent like we usually get in monster or horror films where the people know uh-huh. a little better than that. Okay, great, great. Until they get to the chopper scene because the chopper is evacuing the people. Mm-hmm. And instead, Lamont, of them putting the person who is injured first <laughs> on the helicopter. They, they put Jessica Lewis's character in there first. <laughs> <laughs> right? 
let's 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 put the person who's not in who's not hurt. We'll put him on the chopper phrase instead of putting uh, what's her name, um, Oda Beth. I forget yeah. her name. Beth. Yeah. Oda. Yeah, we put Beth Annabelle. Yeah. 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 Well, let's put her in the chopper first. Yeah, you know, let's put her in the chopper. No, no, let's have no, let's have Jessica Lewis's character put in first. <laughs> yeah, she gets out. She her chopper makes it. Uh, from yeah, what I can tell, you know, which means if they would have put the injured person first on the chopper, that would too. I got like, yeah, I understand. Okay, we we're whittling it down to where we only have Rob and Beth left at the end, which is what you get, you know. Mm. Um, but that would just got me. I'm like. Oh, these guys are great. They're just like, nah, just put the next person. What about this injured person who's bleeding? Nah, yeah, we, we, she'd get the next job. <laughs> we got we got 20 seconds before we get stepped on by a big monster. We're good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And it, it was moments like that for me, I guess. I tried, but I it it just could not, I could not escape them enough to 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 let them buy in this case and I'm not quite sure why cuz I've this is the third time I've watched the film and it just it for me granted now I enjoy it a little bit better this time than when I first saw it and my mm. second time seeing it this time I I did enjoy it more um but I still found a lot of parts of it that I just couldn't get over and I wish I could because I'm like I should be able to, it just, for some reason, either the direction or maybe it is the found footage as well. So you don't have other things distracting me anyway, from the problems that I might've run across. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Cause some movies like that, I'm sure you've watched movies to where you still enjoyed it, even though there's some warts on it, but you kind of look past the warts because overall you, you had things to enjoy. And I guess for me, it was still a tough sell and I feel bad because um, and I'm glad you enjoyed it so much. It, it, and I know many people who really enjoy Cloverfield. Um, and, and but for me, it's just like, especially we get to the end where the helicopter crashes because the monster attacked it, as we mentioned before. Uh-huh. And HUD, I understand maybe he was scared stiff shooting the monster. Uh-huh. But Lamont, would you have stood there and filmed it the whole time, or would you have tried to run? Uh, I'm dropping the camera. I'm running the other way because <laughs> that's you know it's like now again, it's, it's just for the purpose of the audience to actually see the monster mm-hmm. uh, standing still with no shaky cam, right? And you see it. This we finally get a full image of the monster. So I'm assuming that's what that's what Matt Reeves. I think was it Matt Reeves. Yes, Matt Reed, yep. yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what that was Matt Reed was going for. So it's like, so even though it in real life, there's simply no one in the world, but you'd be filming a monster standing up looking at you, you'd be running your ass off the other way. But you know, that's basically what that's what they wanted to do. You know, we haven't really got a good shot of the monster, so this is a good time for because we're at the end of the film, anyways. We might also get a finally good shot of the monster, even though Hud's going to die. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, Hud's going to. I mean, he's standing there filming it. You're like, oh, well, there. Hud made it this far. Good on you, Hud. You're uh-huh. dead. You're, you're <laughs> getting the full shot of the creature. It just saw you. You're you're done. And then he gets munched, and we having that problem again of the found footage, which is the camera conveniently falls. Mm-hmm. right next to his body so he's in shot 
<laughs> which, you know, I did dig that he, you know, the camera was all shaky that as he's getting munched. But then when the camera lands and he just happens to land in front of the camera, and I understand it's a movie. It's just this is the tough part that I have with any of the found footage is is sitting there going a couple coincidences I can kind of buy into. But for me personally, it's just like after a while, you're just like, yeah, okay, no, the camera just happened to land that way. You know, and then, and then though, Rob picks it up. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I, I guess for me, that was just a little tough because then we get the emotional part with his girlfriend still bleeding out or she healed. I'm not sure uh, because we've totally ignored that injury now. Um, and they're, they're doing their little goodbyes as you've come to find out they're going to totally not nuke, but pretty much annihilate uh, lower Manhattan, <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> you, you know? And uh, yeah, for me, it was one of those we're watching it this time. I found a few more things that I actually enjoyed what they were going for. There are some intense moments, but overall, mm -hmm. I think for me, I just, and maybe this is where I try not to let expectations uh, affect my enjoyment of a film. But I think in this case it did because I, I really love monster films. And so I think going into this film, I was expecting something a little different. Plus it being the genre that uh, yeah because i didn't go and i because i really didn't know what to expect because mm -hmm. uh, i i knew it was something i just didn't know it was a monster film sure so my sure. expectations weren't weren't as high i right. said well i don't know what's going on because it really didn't show anything in the trailers which i thought was good which we is good yeah up, you know with something obviously when something was attacking the city but when when we realized it's a monster I'm like oh shit a monster wow we got a monster movie here <laughs> yeah, and I, so I, 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 I give every of them credit for how they marketed the film. No, it, it was another and early year marketing. I liked of films, you know, especially through the '90s and into the the as they're called the '90s or whatever. Early not the way they marketed films, I thought was really well done. Even with the internet age, oh. I thought they handled marketing with those films a lot better because you're right that is the one thing you don't get i think i found out it was going to be a monster film because i saw it spoiled or something online beforehand um but they did do an excellent job of making you wonder okay is this an alien invasion film is this that you know though it also had people wondering why is it called cloverfield yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know it's like why, why what what is it about cloverfield and you know jj abrams his name's attached to this so you're just like oh shit well i'm in now um because mm -hmm. it's jj it's abrams so um and yeah i don't know uh, for me it just it's still one of those films that's a hard and i think i and i feel bad but i think for me personally it really is my my aversion or whatever you want to call it to found footage I think really affected how I took this film mm. um, because it, it always, you know, I'm trying to think, I don't know if there was any other found footage that came out other than the Blair, Witch. I don't think there was any other found footage movie that actually came out until a Cloverfield came out. Cause I'm trying to, I don't think they were a wide release. Not really. There was a uh, direct to video stuff, of course, because mm. once they, you know, uh, Blair, Witch. 
I didn't quite care for either. I have a, a buddy, Derek. He he enjoys the film, and I know many people who enjoy the film. Me, personally, I didn't quite care for the film. I, I didn't think there was any payoff, personally, for it, mm-hmm. uh, which which kind of frustrated me with it. And that, you know, that yeah, you're right. That was kind of the first introduction, and there weren't many found footage films between when Blair Witch came out and Cloverfield. So it is still, as far as wide release audiences goes, it's still a fairly new aesthetic, a new approach to films. Of course, uh, you know, soon we, we got all kinds of... <laughs> we got all kinds of... <laughs> I mean, you know, and I do blame... It is the Blair Witch effect because it, it showed. But a lot of people, I think, realized, even with Cloverfield, Cloverfield and, and Blair Witch... One of the things they both did have was fantastic marketing around them. I mean, especially Uh, Blair Witch. Let's face it. Blair Witch probably doesn't become as popular as it does if you didn't have so much buildup and the way they marketed that film was brilliant. Yeah, and and I think that's that's what did it for me because when I saw the marketing film, when I saw the marketing film, I was like, wait a minute, this is a movie. This is not real. (laughs) <laughs> it fooled me. So I went to went to finally see it. I'm like, this is what everyone's going crazy about. I don't get it. But I think it was because of, so everyone thought it was real, so they just assume what they were watching is real. So that's why everyone that's why it made so much money because people actually thought it was real. But I knew it wasn't. So I guess that's why it didn't work for me. <laughs> With Blair Witch, I still remember it. We went. We actually drove to a different town at the time to go see it my buddy uh we all were together it doesn't happen often so we decided okay let's see what this is about we we go see blair witch um and we came out of it and i was just like "Ah," and we were all kind of like yeah okay and then uh we told my buddy was like well you know that was all staged and he was like oh it was well that could have been a lot better than (laughs) Because he was like, he thought it was real too. Because he had seen the History Channel Mm -hmm. uh, build up. uh, Because they did the documentary, they had the book. I actually got the book um, about it. I mean, they had such a great build up to that film. So by the time it came out, people are like, "Wow, is this real or what?" And yeah, and so yeah, you're actually you're right. Um, Paranormal Activity did come out just before Cloverfield. Uh, I thought it came like, out after. Is two thousand seven? Cloverfield was two thousand eight. Okay, okay, um, yeah, the first year. So, but it was still a fresh genre. They were still mm-hmm. trying to feel feel their way out. So, um, yeah, because Cloverfield was two thousand eight, uh, but it, it was the explosion around this time of found footage wide release stuff because you had paranormal activity which the original ending folks i got the chance to see so much better than the hollywood ending um (laughs) that launched an unexpected franchise uh you know you had that uh quarantine as you mentioned came out which was a remake of rec which came out a year before cloverfield uh because quarantine came out about the same year as cloverfield actually yeah Uh, so you had around this time, yeah, this ex- kind of exploration in wide release found footage. And uh, yeah, Cloverfield, if you, if you want to go out of those found footage films of that time, 
it was an interesting approach. I think they were still trying different ways, and this was a unique way to give yourself a monster film. And so I give them props for that. But for me personally, I, I just couldn't get into it. But um, I think if it was a different approach, if they hadn't done found footage, I probably would enjoy Cloverfield more, in all mm -hmm. honesty. You know, and and I always find good, and and tonight I did find some good. And Lamont, you you've made uh, a very good case for this film. I'm you. I'm gonna be honest. You made me want to watch it again. Oh, good, good, good. <laughs> <laughs> the perspective you've you've given me, some of the the perspective you've given me, and uh, hearing you talk about it tonight makes me want to watch it again. Though I can't change the fact we don't get a monster for eighteen minutes. Um, <laughs> Which, <laughs> hey, that's what people were complaining about 2014 Godzilla, right? Exactly, we, you get eight minutes we, of, of Godzilla in that one, if that, yeah. I know it's like we didn't see Godzilla enough, we didn't see Godzilla enough. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind the fact that there are some Godzilla films where you only see that amount of Godzilla. Trust me, mm -hmm. I know there's some of them out there to where you're just you're like, why are we on these people? It, Godzilla's in the title, I, I want monsters. Um, <laughs> when you saw this though, and, and I know we saw, you know, you get the ending, the very ending where they actually show the little Easter egg splash in the background and yeah, well, that's a month before the events actually happened. So that leads you to believe that, okay, the creature actually landed. Did you expect it to come out with two more movies in this world? Uh, yes, because, you did. yeah, because of the success of the movie and uh, the, month, the amount of money you knew there was going to be a sequel. I didn't know how they're going to do it with mm -hmm. obviously with 10 Cloverfield Lane and the Cloverfield Paradox. Now, obviously, those are two separate movies. One was excellent. I love uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane. Couldn't stand a, couldn't stand a Paradox. Paradox. <laughs> I'm like, you guys just slapped the damn Cloverfield name on there. <laughs> yeah, that, that was it. It was a different movie. Uh, then the, the obviously they couldn't probably get anybody to release it. So you know what? Let's just make we'll add some stuff on to it. We'll have I think it was Donald Lowe's voice yeah. on it to make it fit the Cloverfield, and then that's it. Now we get the Cloverfield paradox, but really had nothing to do with Cloverfield at all. No, I mean uh, other it... other than that little ten, other than that little ten minute with Donald Lowe, and then of course the Cloverfield monster appearing up in the clouds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because <laughs> it didn't Ugh. make any sense because the Cloverfield monster was not that big. No, it was it was not that big. I mean, maybe it grew to that size. Ooh. I don't know, but I I yeah, Paradox was, you know, and uh 10 Cloverfield Lane I loved. And actually, one of the motivations for my oldest son to sit down and watch Cloverfield with me was because he he actually saw Clo 10 Cloverfield Lane first. Oh, and he okay. he enjoyed it. He thought it was a little weird, though, that suddenly it goes into this alien invasion film. He's like, what is this? And then he read up on it and realized, oh, there was actually a film before this that takes place in the same universe around mm -hmm. the same time. And so that's why he wanted to watch this. And he agrees. Yeah, he loved 10 Cloverfield Lane. He enjoyed it. I mm -hmm. enjoy that film a lot more. Of the three, I think 10 Cloverfield Lane is great. Um, it is a completely different film oh, yeah. and, you know, and I give them mad props for, for working in the sci-fi element. I know some people didn't like it with that film, but what surprised me more with 10 Cloverfield Lane, and I know it's a little bit of a tangent, but 
I was surprised of how well they kept that film under wraps. Oh yeah. Especially and especially in the day with social media. Because no one knew nothing about this film. Because all of a sudden, next thing you know, a trailer a trailer release came out and bam, here it is, 10 Club Field. Like, what the hell? <laughs> Where'd that not, come from? Not only that, it was during the Super Bowl. Yeah. I remember watching it and I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> and you go on the internet and the entire internet went. Wait, what? <laughs> Suddenly people are scrambling. I remember seeing my news feed explode with people going, what the hell is it? Where'd this come from? Who? Hmm. <laughs> it's, you know, and it was only three months before the film came out. And I was like, okay, mad props. Mad props in a day and age when you have everybody looking for everything to need to know everything about a film to keep a movie like this, especially with the stars they had in it. And the fact it was connected to Cloverfield to keep it quiet for that long. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. <laughs> you know? And uh, yeah, it, it's interesting. Uh, we've got these three films now in the Clover and Cloverfield Paradox went what, that was went to straight neck to flex Netflix. Didn't yeah, it? Netflix. Yeah, yeah. And it didn't feel like in place, like you said. I honestly think too that this is a different film that they did some post production work to tie it into Cloverfield at the last minute <laughs> mm-hmm. to try to sell it. They realized, oh, we don't really have much of a product here. Um, so. Do you want to see, and I guess we'll wrap it up tonight and say, would you like to see another movie in this universe during this this timeline of events with the alien invasion? And would you like to see it again with uh, either another monster or two monsters or or on a bigger scale? Uh, would you like to see another Cloverfield movie, I guess? And which genre would you rather it be... Uh, First person, or would you rather have like the fourth movie be uh, a standard uh, narrative? Just a standard narrative. Um, the standard narrative, you know, obviously continue the storyline, uh, whether it's the, you know, aliens or aliens, monsters, you know, they definitely need to, they definitely do need to come to some type of conclusion with the, with the um, story, with the story. And uh, I'm pretty sure that, unfortunately, with the failure of Paradox, I don't know what J.J. Uh, Abrams or anybody else is going to be doing with this franchise. But they do need to come up with something, you know, probably, hopefully, to make up for the mistake that was Paradox. Yeah, because I personally would love to see them take the Mary Elizabeth Weinstead character from 10 Cloverfield Lane mm-hmm. and follow her. <laughs> you oh, know? yeah. I, I would love to see her full on badass fighting aliens, like you said, in kind of a conclusion uh, of the story. And who knows, we may still get it, just not right away. They mm-hmm. may take a few years, and JJ's rather busy, uh, you know, with the film. Uh, <laughs> so uh, he may be a little busy, but, you know, yeah, I, I agree with you. Even though um, I didn't care for Cloverfield that much. I enjoyed Clover- 10 Cloverfield Lane more and, and Paradox, yeah, was just, oh my lord, it's there. Um, I would like to see another one as well in this universe and see what they do with it because at least it is interesting approach, especially today's day and age, where it's more like an anthology series than an actual like uh, se- direct sequels, yeah. which 
we aren't getting that much of, especially with franchises like this, especially when you get a Cloverfield movie like this that had such a big opening, you know, and, and success to not do it as a linear uh, movie uh, sequel series, I thought is actually pretty daring. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I'd like to see one more. Apparently, according to IMDb, now take it for wafer thin. Apparently, he does have listed an untitled Cloverfield sequel to be the mm-hmm. producer of. Now, who knows when that's going to be? <laughs> but, you know, uh, would you like to see, you, you said, Lamont, yes, uh, you, you'd like to see Mary Elizabeth Weinstead's character come back, maybe? Oh, yeah, I like her because I liked her character in mm-hmm. uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane. So I would like to see that that character come back. Mm hmm. Yeah, me too. I I I I found her interesting. I think there's more they could do with her character quite a bit, and there's more that they can do within this universe as long as they don't have the creature in the clouds anymore. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. I don't care how clear of a day it was, and you're in space. It wasn't that big, folks. It, no. it wasn't quite that big. I get what they were trying to go for, but eh. but we will see. Hopefully, uh, we do get another one because I think there's a lot more story there. And uh, yeah, I I think Cloverfield Lane aged well as far as special effects. And uh, for me, it's still a hard sell mainly because of the genre. But Lamont, your your final thought with Cloverfield Lane? Would you recommend this to to people? Oh yeah, I definitely recommend it to any anyone. Now, just try to bypass that it's found footage because I know a lot of people don't like found footage, but I believe it's one of the better found footage movies out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I'm, I I will agree as far as found footage genre goes, which there are so many now. Uh, it it is one of the better done ones, especially better done Hollywood uh, found footage films. Because, you know, it's like you'd think found footage is more uh, regulated and held to indie films. So when you get a big studio to do it, um, yeah, it it is one of the better produced ones there. I enjoyed it more than uh, the Paranormal Activity series. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) To which I'm just like, oh, my God, that series. Uh, I, I didn't expect it to go past one. And did you see the original Hollywood and uh, the original ending to uh, Paranormal Activity, Lamont? Um, I think I saw both the Hollywood and the other ending. Mm-hmm. And because um, I think the Hollywood ending is when you, we see what is the Raj character. He mm-hmm. gets thrown into he gets thrown into the camera. We see her. She's got blonde on her shirts. And then next we know she, she's got a demon face and she just goes, ah, and that's yeah. it. Yeah, that's the Hollywood supposedly Spielberg recommended ending. Uh-huh. Supposedly. Um, <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm not buying that one. <laughs> and the original ending was by far darker, but I liked it because the way they yeah, did it. Because I remember she, he, he gets killed. Mm-hmm. She stands into the uh, camera. She has a knife in her hand. Then she takes a knife and slices her own throat. I think that's that was a... Uh, Actually, uh, maybe that was another one because the one that uh, I saw uh, after she kills him, she sits by the bed rocking for like almost a day. Oh, yeah. Fast forwards. And then uh, the cops show up, but you don't see them because it's still from the bedroom. 
and then she goes after the cops and they shoot her dead. Oh, okay. And, and then, no, yeah, you're right. She does, she kills the cops. They shoot her. She jumps up, kills the cops, comes, stares at the camera, and then slits her own throat. That's, mm. yeah, you're right. That's what I believe uh, happened. And I like that ending a lot better. But, <laughs> but uh, Cloverfield Lane, there you go, folks. Um, you've got one argument, uh, a very strong argument for it. And for me, I'm I'm still not sold. But I, I am honestly saying this that uh, I may have to, not right away, because I just watched it yesterday, but I will probably sit down and watch it again and take into account uh, what my fantastic guest here tonight has uh, uh, said about it and uh, given me some uh, pause with it to, to see if maybe I can see see the movie uh, that you saw, Lamont, uh, <laughs> uh, eventually. I, I think I, I will again. Uh, so I thank you, Lamont, for doing this show, uh, as always. Thanks, appreciate for, always, thanks for always having me on. You bet. And now here's the time where you get a license to shill, sir. So please plug your stuff. All right. You will see me on YouTube as the Harmonize of Money G. I have reviews coming up from Netflix's The Perfection, and I am Mother. Ooh. I also just put up my review of uh, Dark Phoenix. So you want to take a look at the, take a look at those videos? They're up right now. Uh, actually, I would should have um, the Perfection review up by tomorrow, and uh, I am Mother up by Friday. Nice. So mm -hmm. he is a very busy man. He has some great stuff on his channel, always putting out new content um, and gives a great perspective. So, yes, I appreciate your uh, time and I appreciate everybody listening to our show. We are slowly growing all the time. And it's thanks to you folks out there as well and your support and spreading the word. And uh, we really appreciate that as well. And yeah, maybe uh, I'll have to do a, another revised review of Cloverfield sometime. Uh, after I watch it for a fourth time, which I all honestly never thought I'd be saying, but uh, I think, yeah, I, I, I'll give it, I'll give it one more shot. So, okay. uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, thank you, everyone, and now uh, we'll just say good night, Lamont. Good night, everyone. Hey, all my friends out there looking for more spoiler room goodness, then why don't you check out our brand new Patreon page, patreon.com slash specialmarkproductions, where you can get access to exclusive spoiler room episodes and a whole lot more. You can also find us on Facebook groups at SMPRD and on to Twitter at SpecialMarkPro. Let your voice be heard and let us know what you would like to see in the spoiler room, as well as just how we're doing in general. We appreciate your support and remember in the spoiler room, the conversation is fresh, but we do spoil the movies.